You're listening to Leaders Last. Leaders Last. With your host, Dr. David Robertson. All right, welcome to Leaders Last. Leaders endure and vision always comes first. Thanks for joining me. Let's dive into it. So the logic is simple. In a perfect world, you'll have the tool before you need it. So think about the frustration that comes with not having the tools you need when you need them most. What happens? Well, let's play out a scenario here. Imagine something going wrong on your car or your home or something maybe connected to your hobby. Uh, And let's say that the repair is well within your abilities, but you don't have the proper tools for the job. What happens? Well, your repair is delayed. Your stress increases. You have to take time out of your life to maybe go buy a tool, spend money on the tool, and you might have to take some time to learn how to use the tool, at least correctly, right? Ultimately, the repair is put on hold as you rush around to get everything you need. Of course, that's if your busy life and money situation allow for it. And like most people, you have a life. You have a busy life. You have a stressful life. Right? And if, if um, you know, the economic situation is what it is, most people are living paycheck to paycheck. So that repair is put on hold even longer. Or worse, you have to hand the job over to someone else in the hopes that they can repair it the way that you need it. And with that, more stress, more money, and arguably the worst, you miss out on learning even more, which means that you've ultimately handed your power over to someone else. It's not a good deal just about any way you look at it. Now, there are some who might argue that there is a convenience factor to consider, and that's true. It is convenient when someone else will do work that you are fully capable of doing. But that usually costs money, money you've earned. And you miss out on learning even more uh, about the stuff, right, that's going on there. Um, and, 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 And really, here's the thing. If you learn that, if you learn that skill, if you do it yourself, um, you're actually going to save money maybe for the rest of your life. But you hand it over to somebody else, you could be missing out on information that could be applied to other things and so on and so forth. I mean, it's, it's sort of an issue no matter which way you look at it. Or we could look at it uh, another way. You save money uh, for days that uh, money gets tight right? The rainy day fund or the vacation fund or maybe the Christmas fund or whatever. So you acquire money over time so you have it when you need it. If you don't have it and something happens, you're rushing around trying to find more, selling stuff, you're stressed out, and you might ultimately miss out on the opportunity that you were faced with. Well, education Training, development, knowledge, these are tools. These are your savings account. These are the things that can save you when the emergency happens. Or more to the point, when the economy shifts. When technology, for instance, changes the way that we do business. Or when we have to become agile in either our personal or professional lives. It's an asset. 
And I'll tell you this, it's better if you embrace it before the change occurs. It's better to embrace it before you need it most. At the same time, organizations need it for the same reasons. So let me emphatically state that the status quo is already in the past. Now think about that. The status quo is already in the past. Meanwhile, the world is changing rapidly. Your uh, industry is changing rapidly. If it's not, it's going to probably go by the wayside. So your knowledge, your skills need to change with it. Innovation, growth, agility, these things are not found in the status quo. Innovation, growth, and agility, if you want these things, you need to do a few things differently. One, you need to come to terms with the idea that things change constantly. And rather than resist the change, you need to ask yourself, how can I use this change to my advantage? It's sort of like the stock market or real estate. First, let me say that I'm not a financial planner. But that being said, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that the time to buy is not when everyone is on the bandwagon. The time to buy is when everyone's selling or before the boom occurs. Buy low, sell high. Don't buy high and sell low. How can I use this change to my advantage? I can embrace the idea that things are changing. And I can retool when given the opportunity to do so. Now, the payoff may not be immediate, not in a lot of cases, but it is there and will be there when you need it most. And we could look at it from an organizational standpoint. Look at Walmart. They thought that the Internet was going to be a fad. And it doesn't matter how they course correct at that point because Amazon now dominates the online retail space, has for a long time, likely will for a long time to come. Walmart could have had it. But rather than ask how they could use the technology to their advantage, they rejected it. Look at cryptocurrency. To this day, there are numerous people who reject it, despite the fact that central banks around the world are trying to figure out how, that, uh, how to utilize that technology. It's coming. Digital currency will be a thing. It already is. It's just not adopted by the masses yet. But it, it, it's, it's getting closer and closer every day. Or think of the elders who rejected computers. Or those that uh, thought, you know, computers were toys. Where are they at today? And where are they at with that technology? But what was different for us? We embraced it. We learned about it. We played around with it. When you think about it, currency, robots, AI, social media, leadership. And the list goes on and on. These things aren't so different. The point is that for organizations to succeed through times of dramatic change, through economic downturn, 
They need to retool. They need to acquire new tools. And they need to give their people plenty of time uh, to practice with those tools. Which means to make mistakes and to master those tools. Well, how do we master things? Repetition and failure. Unfortunately, and statistically speaking, most organizations and individuals, for that matter, pull back on development during economic hardships. It's sad. The other day I saw a statistic in a Forbes article talking about how some 55% of employees say that they need additional training to perform better in their roles. But why aren't they getting that training? So that's over half of all employees surveyed said that they needed more training. I feel sorry for those organizations. Now, in my own research, I found that that number uh, is significantly higher. Can you imagine trying to fix your car, needing a, I don't know, let's say a certain sized wrench, but trying to settle for one that's too small? That's basically what's happening there. Well, I've always had this size of wrench. I'll make it work. Well, I don't, I don't think that you will. Look, we have individual and organizational goals. So if you're an individual with individual goals working for an organization that has organizational goals, we're looking at a compound problem. Now, we can pretend that we have everything that we need to achieve those goals with what we currently have, with the tools that we currently have. Which, you know, you and I probably know we don't, but we can pretend. And we can even lie to ourselves and figure it out the hard way. Or we can embrace the fact that there's always more to learn, always things that we can refine. And when we do that, we can ultimately survive and thrive when tested. I can provide another analogy here. Imagine for a moment an athlete, we'll say, I don't know, from high school or, or college for that matter. This person maybe thinks they know everything there is to know about the game and expects to be pro. Sure, on very rare occasions, that might happen. But generally speaking, probably not going to happen especially if they're uncoachable and think they know everything. However, if they're truly pro, and I don't mean like already pro, but like they're, they're pro-minded, they're going to train, learn, train, and then learn some more. I want you to understand that pros practice, fail, learn, and then practice, fail, and learn some more. They study footage. They study plays. They hone and refine, and they listen to their coaches when the coaches identify something messed up. And this never ends until they're done with the game. Or, I should say, maybe and, if they're any good. Well, so why should it be any different for any of us if we're truly trying to be pros in what we do? Well, the answer is it shouldn't. Let, let, let me be very clear. According to the research, mine and several others, 
professional development, including leadership development. These efforts help fulfill employee needs, improve employee perceptions, they help improve overall performance and engagement, they reduce turnover. These efforts are a significant differentiator between successful and unsuccessful individuals and organizations. Now, development can come in many different forms. You could go to school, conferences, uh, going to a development practitioner, watch YouTube videos, engage with subject matter experts on social media, read books, listen to podcasts like this one, get a mentor who is actively pursuing knowledge uh, or maybe already is the subject matter expert. It's not an all-or-nothing situation. Frankly, all of these are good options, and there's plenty of others. Point is that whatever you can do to acquire a variety of insights is going to be of great benefit. If you're tunnel visioned, if you're siloed, you're going to miss out. You're going to get left behind. We have to acquire and examine a variety of insights. And this includes ideas and perspectives that you may not otherwise agree with, because these provide us contrast. Speaking of contrast, let's look at the contrast of this um, topic or point for a moment. What happens when you don't relentlessly pursue knowledge and information? Well, to be quite blunt about it, you get left behind by those who did. Again, individually or organizationally. Individuals and organizations that don't develop either their people, their organizational approach, or even their product line, um, when they do not develop before or going into hard times, they're going to be outmatched and outpaced by those that did. And if you want to know why some companies invest so much into research and development, there's your answer. And that's exactly why they're going to continue to be powerhouses on the other side of any economic downturn. So again, why would we not want to do that individually? And I think that's the weird part for me. Look, statistically speaking, most organizations don't offer the necessary training and development. And as I've already demonstrated, over half, well over half, depending on what study or survey you're looking at, of employees feel that they're not getting what they need. But my question to those that are not getting what they need is, why are you waiting on the organization? There's a good chance that those that don't offer uh, the, the things that we need, uh, the training and development, they're not going to be around in the long term. And if they are, it's probably going to be after a whole bunch of layoffs and heartache. And actually, if they're around, it's probably going to be because they fired those that weren't agile and they hired a bunch of new people who trained and developed before things went sour. So you have to ask yourself, where does that leave you? 
besides potentially without a job and a lack of the tools necessary to get a new job in the new economy. It just seems like a bad idea to me. Now, I'm not telling you to leave your job. The truth is that a lot of organizations simply don't understand the benefit, or measurement for that matter, of such development. That's not necessarily their fault. And I'm currently posting some of my research to help rectify that, but the truth in that is that most organizations won't see that research anyway. What I am telling you is that you shouldn't put your future or your organization's future in the hands of those that don't understand what I'm sharing with you at this moment. Stay with your company if you want. Ask for the training and development you need. But if you don't get it, you should probably go get it yourself. You, know, you, you will hear me say this a lot. Knowledge is power. But power is transferred. So if you want the power to remain agile, your quest should then become the relentless pursuit of knowledge and information. Condition yourself to become a true professional and embrace learning as a tool of that empowerment. All right, be sure to check out the leadership groups in the description. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and share it. I do appreciate it. I'm out. We'll see you next time right here on Leaders Last.